Well, welcome back to another edition of the Red Carpet Cafe, and I am one of your hosts, Eric Root. And I am your other host, Bree Pro. Bree, I got to tell you something. Oh boy, what's up? Um, you know how I'm always saying that I have like this faux Mexican heritage? <laughs> Can't say that I do, but really? continue. Okay. Yeah, so I like to embrace my faux Mexican heritage by bellying up to a bottle of Chi Chi's Mexican Mudslide. Ask for it by name. And we learned. Ask for it by name. That it's made with grape wine, but it's a Mexican mudslide that is the delicious flavors of chocolate and coffee are perfectly blended to create this frosty taste you expect in a premium (laughs) Mexican mudslide. Because, you know, we have a lot of them. Anyway, so yeah, I'm embracing my heritage (laughs) for 98 cents from Walmart. Ask for it by name. Again, it's made by... Chi cheese, which we know is not Spanish for anything. Nope. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> how are you this evening? I am doing well. I feel like you're tapping into your Epcot. Well, you know, did you never worked at Epcot, did you? No, but I have partaken in a few beverages around the world there at the old Epcot Center if you're mm-hmm. old school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, now it's just Epcot. What year is this? I forget. (laughs) All right, well, we are, uh, we're here today to discuss a a strange movie. Very strange indeed. Multiple Stranges. Good old Marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We know that uh, you're a big fan of all things Marvel, so you couldn't wait to, to get your Marvel on. I'm a big fan of all things Benedict Cumberbatch. All right, fair enough. Well, and it's been out long enough, so even if we discuss specifics in the movies, that's fine. If you haven't seen it by now, you're either a parent who has little children, or you're just waiting until it comes out on June, whatever, to Disney Plus and or three. Good on you. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Anyway, so we've got Benedict Cumberbatch, who has shown up for uh, uh, his movie that that he he was with uh, Tom Holland in that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of picks up where it left off there. And for those that have watched WandaVision, um, it also picks up where WandaVision leaves off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then why do I feel like there was something else that was involved too? Um, no, not so much. So <laughs> anyways, I mean, the Tom Holland Spider-Man film, Doctor Strange and Tom Holland managed to uh, basically, they figured they screwed up the multiverse somehow and let a bunch of people in. But unbeknownst to them, it was actually Loki that screwed up the multiverse or i should say sylvie have you seen loki (laughs) that's a shame and here's why the events that happened in loki had a direct bearing on everything that happened in spider-man no way home 
and everything that happened in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The person pulling the strings, or I should say the character pulling the strings in Loki, is going to end up being a pain-in-the-ass villain worse than Thanos. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. Oh, and Loki Season 2 is supposed to be filming soon, so looking forward to that. I really liked the Loki series. I'm sorry you didn't watch it. Yeah. I thought you liked Tom Hiddleston. I do. I'm just like, again, I'm just so marveled (laughs) out, and this didn't change that. Hmm. Okay, well, (laughs) Doctor Strange, after the events of No Way Home, pretty much has this reoccurring nightmare where he's running with a young lady trying to get to the Book of Ashanti to try and help this girl out, and it rolls into him waking up, well, attempting to, but he ends up waking up after she escapes, more or less. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting about this film was that it decided it was going to dive way deep down the rabbit hole into the concept of the multiverse, more so than any other series um, that I can think of, even if you were to look at, you know, like, the DC flash series, which I stopped watching after a certain season. It just got repetitive for me. Um, what was your initial thoughts on this film? I was definitely impressed with the fact that it was quite literally nonstop action from the second the movie started. Mm-hmm. It was just full of action and things to see and pay attention to. Right. Right. I would agree. Um, I also think that it was interesting that for the most part, the spoilers were not as prominent or present, like trying to jump out at you from various, you know, uh, news feeds and such on social media. Um, Because for the longest time with the exception of maybe a few that really did have the knowledge of what was going on and tried spoiling it, it it tried to leave us the impression from early trailers that Wanda was truly trying to, to was, was trying to help stop whatever the, the, the bad person was or the bad guys Mm -hmm. were and not necessarily be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. But when, but when she is revealed as the one, early on in the film as being the catalyst for trying to steal the character America Chavez and take her power, the ability to, she's the one character where there is no doppelganger. There is no America Chavez in any other universe. She Mm -hmm. is the only one. And she has the ability to jump from universe to universe, but she doesn't know how to control it. So everybody Mm -hmm. wants the power because they can, I guess, control it. And that's what causes her to freak or out. I think they can. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, it's her getting angry that causes the ability, or scared, causes her the ability to punch a hole into the multiverse and jump through to someplace else to get away. 
It's not really a hole, it's a star. <clears throat> Fair, because she also has the star <laughs> on her jacket too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like the concept of the character America Chavez. Um, I think it's cool that she has that ability along with, you know, maybe some other various powers that we don't know about yet. Um, unless, of course, you're versed in comics, which I'm not on her, her storyline at all. Um, I think that I think the controversy that came out about countries banning the film because of LGBTQ reference I want to five say, seconds because she has two moms really that's that's kind of where I was going <clears throat> oh my gosh I think it, it's a combination of two different things I think that there was un, maybe some unnecessary hype by the studio about it mm-hmm. to cause these decisions to pull the film. And, and like, <laughs> like them thinking that it was a bigger. Yeah. I mean, you find situation than what it was. You find through America Chavez's backstory that she has two moms but it's not that they're showing two moms that are hanging out, making out. Um, they're not banging on the screen or anything like that to cause any kind of controversy. Or And it wasn't like, you know, two women kissing or two men kissing. It, it, was, it was discussed that she has two moms, but that was it. And you see them and they're gone. And there is no other reference other than the fact that she's trying to find her mom's who have right. disappeared because of a, a crazy event that happened, but that she caused. Yeah, but there's. I mean, I mean, it. Okay, I get it that there are some countries that absolutely will never accept that concept at all. It could have been handled differently. Those countries could have easily accepted the film however said okay then you need to make you could have just easily have changed the dialogue to i lost my two aunts or family right i lost my, i've lost a couple of my family members <clears throat> you could have easily have made it generic and i know that maybe the lgbtq co- uh, community may be going but but no well guess right. what well, guess what yeah, it's not... the united states of america you have the right to say no to what i'm saying right now but in some countries you don't have the right to say that you, you can actually lose your life if you decide that you're going to um fight certain fights mm-hmm. and I, I i am one that is an advocate for lgbtq community to the extent of i believe that they should have a say in what goes on and such like that but when you're dealing with a literal foreign country that doesn't share the same values as we do here in the free country of the united states of america Mm -hmm. you could easily make some amendments so that you don't have to deny film entertainment to another country but i'll be honest I don't know. I don't know that it was necessarily these countries saying that they're banning it. I think that there, some of it may have been marketed from internal, whether it's the parent mm-hmm. company Walt Disney or not, mm-hmm. just to try and drum up ticket sales. That's my opinion. You don't have to agree with me, and that's fine. But it's my opinion. Well, 
I have two comments. One, go for it. I feel like we've learned over the years that it is very easy to um, to edit things to be able to show them in certain situations. For example, a rated R movie being shown on television. There are a lot of pieces of the movie that then get removed so that you can watch it on TBS. Right. Probably TNT. I don't know if TBS would really play a rated R movie. So, you know, from that standpoint, yes, I think that, um, I don't know, I feel a few different things. I feel like, um, yeah, perhaps it could have been marketed differently to allow, to your point, um, entertainment anywhere. And then number two, I also feel that right now Disney is going through this, um, um, I guess this, I don't even want to call it like a turning point in the company, but they are utilizing their platform to be more vocal about what they're going to stand for and what they're going to include. And there are people who are out there celebrating that. And there are people who are out there not celebrating that or agreed, you know, not wanting to participate at all. Sure. Um, So I think that the amount of vocal coming from production in knowing that there was going to be two moms in this movie um, I think maybe was talked about even more as a means to continue this pathway that they're on of trying to um, display their level of support and make a statement and saying that um, this is the direction that we're heading and either you're on this bus or you're not and moving forward with that. So even though it's something that's pretty much like, it's like a, it's a microscopic level, truly. I mean, America had, um, had a rainbow flag pin that she wore the entire movie. Mm -hmm. She talked about her mom's four or five times we saw in her backstory when she was reliving her memories, um, her as a child with her two moms. I don't even remember if the moms kissed or not. So the reference. No, there was like was, a tender moment, I think with a flower and putting it in the ear. I think you're right. That and then sound, chaos ensued. And then right, all of a sudden moms disappeared. Exploded. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that it is. And I'm trying to choose my words appropriately. I think that it's a sure. it's a small gesture on Disney's behalf to be supportive of a community that they want to be more inclusive of. Mm-hmm. But the marketing behind it made the gesture seem larger than what it was. Oh and yeah, therefore yeah, yeah. affected people who are in disagreement. So it's just a mess. It's like I I I am. I'm in the camp of like, I'm in the camp of love is love. So it doesn't bother me in the slightest um, to see these references in a movie. Um, But it bothers me that people feel the need to almost exploit it. Mm -hmm. Because I think the most inclusive thing you can do is in trying to make it seem natural and accepting is to allow it to be natural and accepting right instead of putting it on blast Mm -hmm. um and then allow people to form their own opinions i don't know 
it, like any other superhero genre, you have your Marvel, your DC, um, then you have your other properties out there like, you know, Amazon Prime's The Boys, Netflix's Umbrella Academy. You have all these varying... Fantastic show. I love it. Yeah, but you have all these varying superhero movies, shows, etc. And maybe there are those that tune in for what I'm about to say I don't care about. I don't watch Batman because I want to know who he's banging. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I don't tune into Iron Man to find out all the the women he was nailing before he settled down with Pepper Potts. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I don't want this shit of gay, straight, bi, tri, whatever. I don't want it to be the focal point of a superhero movie. Sure. So that being said, this was not that situation. Mm-hmm. I think that it was completely blown out of proportion. Some of these countries wanted 12 seconds or more removed, which I think, no, this was actually a small taste of America Chavez's backstory. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to say, okay, the next Marvel film is all about, I don't know, uh, big dick guy and all the people he can like that's his character name i'm Did just I saying say as i was marveled guy. out because i'm not <laughs> <laughs> no just but, kidding, I'm, just but I'm just saying like if you're gonna have some character named big dick guy who's gonna come out in a marvel film which would never happen but it would be hilarious if it did because of this podcast God. and all he did was his whole deal is just conquesting men and women one it becomes a porn film and i'm not interested in that that's not why i'm tuning in if i'm gonna do that i'm gonna look for clown porn as usual we all know that that's a big deal no i'm just kidding but this has taken such a sharp left it has but but my point being is is that i don't i don't want the whole thing about sexuality being the important factor into the film when i watch a marvel film or any superhero film i want to know that there's conflict from a villain Mm -hmm. and that there is a usually a struggling or um uh Someone, someone who's going to, to someone who's going to start off small but end up being the hero in the end even mm-hmm. if it's a three-part film and mm-hmm. there's going to be a negative maybe middle part like an empire strikes back ending and then you're gonna end up having ewoks at the end uh in the trilogy they I were want, cute but they were unnecessary they were the jar jar agree. of their time <laughs> agree but, but, but that's my point is that I, when I'm, I'm tuning in, I'm looking for certain aspects. I want to know that the story is compelling. I want to know that it's, it's something that is potentially believable and it doesn't have to revolve around any kind of orientation. That should be completely secondary in nature. If it happens to be the Batman's gay, so what? I mean, guess what? That's his thing. But odds are that's not what the whole film's going to be about because that's not why I tuned in. I'm not looking for a coming of age story. I'm looking for action, shit blowing up, 
someone getting captured ultimately in the end and accounting for all the carnage that they did before, but leaving just a hint that maybe they might escape and you get to have a sequel. That's what I'm looking for in a superhero film. It's fair. Okay. Now that we've completely derailed Doctor mm-hmm. Strange 2, <laughs> I have to say the comedic side of it from Wong was some of the the most interesting not even one-liners but just the gestures when they meet up with Wong to tell him hey we got a problem with Wanda I love the fact that he tells him it's custom to bow to the Sorcerer Supreme (laughs) and he's just like oh okay strange is like okay but then when people show up they actually start doing just that bowing to the sorcerer supreme wong is an interesting character i think when we saw him in shang chi and the ten rings it was interesting because he was with abomination which is the villain from the first marvel studios hulk film that had edward norton Mm -hmm. and they were fighting in that whole illegal fighting ring um, and then turns out that they were actually choreographing the whole thing and splitting the money. It showed that comedic side of Wong that he has the ability to be lighthearted, even though he's trying to sell it as something serious. But when Wanda shows up to try and take America Chavez mm-hmm. from um, Carmitage, we don't really get that opportunity to see much of anything comedic from Wong at that point. It, it, it goes, it goes from potentially funny to like dead serious in seconds Mm -hmm. in that film. Now you watched, you watched um, WandaVision Mm -hmm. and what did you think about the ending of that and then watching she's repeats really Shadow. digging deep here i haven't seen that since it came out over a year ago um i truly don't remember how it ended i remember agatha mm-hmm. i remember white vision i remember coming to the conclusion that she she invented this entire thing yeah but But i don't remember i don't remember where she ends up like i don't remember how they determine what to do with wanda if she just got away like i don't remember that piece and i was kind of thinking about that when when strange goes and visits her in her like apple orchard or whatever the heck it was that i was like how did we get from was it Westview to here? But that was actually remember. in the post credit scene of WandaVision, the final episode, where she ended up residing, um, which looked like someplace in like the Swiss Alps. It was weird. Uh, but then, of course, we get the reveal that it basically was all death in that whole area. But, you know, Wanda and she she's the one who's basically 
taking over creatures through the dark hold to try and chase mm-hmm. down and take America Chavez. But how about that scene when they make it to that dimension that has Mordo and he ends up taking them to the Illuminati, which was mm-hmm. of course the big reveal payoff when we see Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic, which is mm-hmm. John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Black Bolt played by Anson Mount, who played it in the Inhumans TV series as well. Captain Carter, Haley mm-hmm. Atwell. Mm-hmm. And then we've got um, what uh, Maria Rambo, um, who's uh, Captain Marvel in that universe. Um, along with, well, we still had. We still had uh, Christine in that universe as well. But it was interesting perspective when we got to see what they did about the Thanos situation in their universe. I mean, they killed him. He didn't get off Titan. Mm -hmm. But, of course, Strange used the Darkhold. So they ended up having to kill him because Mm -hmm. he had become corrupted. Right. (laughs) Okay. And then Wanda shows up <laughs> shortest live special edition characters ever yeah i was that shocked me i didn't expect to watch everyone die <laughs> and so gruesomely it reminded me of um invincible the yeah. cartoon mm-hmm. yep <laughs> episode one I mean, it's crazy how quickly, like, everybody died. And then, of course, we had Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. Um, His little flash, uh, our uh, telekinesis thing to get into Wanda's head, Mm -hmm. um, that was interesting. It was. When that that happened, for a moment, it made, like, I thought that we were going to see, like, I expected, like, white vision or something. I didn't expect to see... I didn't expect to see Wanda, like the real Wanda. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't expect that. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, just, I guess, really, uh, people need to go out and see this film because it's going to lead into another Doctor Strange film, but it's also probably going to open up into other directions in this whole phase anyways because post credit scene we get Clea who's played by Shirley's Theron um mm-hmm. she shows up and basically tells Doctor Strange um hey I'm going back to the dark dimension which if you've seen Doctor Strange 1 that's where Dormammu is from um Clea is actually I think related to Dormammu in the comics um, and fun fact, uh, possible spoiler alert, Clea at some point is also a love interest of Doctor Strange in the comics. Interesting. Indeed. Right. <laughs> but um, hmm. I- I'm not even going to ask you to rate this film at this point, but I am going to ask, do you think that Wanda is really dead? Mm, good question. Um, it never said that she was going to return. 
So that kind of made me be like, oh, wow, she really is gone. But I mean, it's Marvel. They've done it to us before. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I don't. I think that in a crazy moment, she's going to come back in some way. I think that um, I think that she's far too powerful to be gone at this point. Well, assuming that we get um, mutants now that are going to cross over because of multiverse issues. Um, Elizabeth Olsen has said that she wants to utter that iconic comic phrase that Scarlet Witch says, which is no more mutants. And in the comics, when she does it, it literally kills every mutant everywhere. Because it's part of, I think it's part of the House of M comic line that um, she, I think, is being manipulated. I want to say it's by Mephisto or Nightmare or something. And um, she ends up going to battle, I believe, with the mutants. Um, But ultimately, we're going to have to see her kids at some point because Mm -hmm. her two kids are a part of the Young Avengers, the West Coast Avengers. And um, the Vision, White Vision, whatever you're calling him now, is also a member of that same group, which we haven't seen since Westview and, mm-hmm. and WandaVision. So overall, I think it was a solid film. Um, it's definitely raised a lot more questions, I think, than answered. I would agree with that. I mean asking me to rate it or not rate it is probably a good idea because I'm not really sure what I would give it um, Mm -hmm. because I I left the movie other than introducing America and it's my understanding that she was potentially going to be revealed in the last Spider-Man movie but there's just so much going on that that didn't happen so Truly, um, I feel like that was in my in my in my uh, limited Marvel opinion. Um, I feel like that was the purpose of this movie was just to introduce this new character. I didn't necessarily. I mean, it's the first Marvel movie that didn't make me cry, <laughs> which All I right. thought was strange. Um, but I didn't again, like I didn't necessarily understand um why we needed this movie. I'm grateful for it. I enjoyed it. I, yeah. um, you know, I, like I said, I enjoy all things Benedict Cumberbatch, but I didn't necessarily, other than introducing her as a character, I didn't necessarily see a need for it. So I, I'm not really sure assessment. how to, I'm not really sure how to rank it anyway. So okay. that's good no, that that's, asking for my, yeah. my ranking. So the last thing I'll leave you with as we sign off here is that looks like Disney's talking about doing a Captain Carter film um, based on her whole origin, even though it was in What If. Um, But other than that, I mean, the next big thing coming up is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. But you've been listening to the Red Carpet Cafe. Um, I am one of your hosts, Eric Root. And I am your other host, Bree Prout. And we thank you for listening. We are a member of the Be Kind Rewind Podcast Network. You can find us on the web at bkrn.com. Have a great week.